caffeine on? Caffeine is on, yes. We are ready to go. All right. And we are going. Oh, hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey! <laughs> hey. Dave's with us. Dave's with us. Yeah, he's in town for Christmas, and uh, I invited him to join in on the show. So Visiting where the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a three or four time guest now, so yeah. Now I get to bore you with physics talk. Yeah. Oh gosh, well, it's getting late. So. Get some, time to get time to go. <laughs> get a hold of Utopia's uh, hostage. <laughs> physics before Utopia's. Let me explain to you how Utopias actually work. All right. So what uh, what interesting stuff has happened in, in the two days? Well, you know, we could talk about <clears throat> some of the things we talked about before, right? Since it wasn't really covered. Don't expect everyone to listen yeah, to that's four true. hours. That's of... true. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I will mention, so, okay, I'll joke say I will mention the physics thing that I mentioned in the show, but it's not actual, nothing about physics. It's about how physics is perceived. Uh, and to me, uh, there is some truth to the idea that Einstein ruined physics in the sense that Einstein was undoubtedly a genius. He was like a super, just really passionate guy uh, about stuff he cared about and about stuff he didn't care about. He did, he just did not care about it at all. Uh, but he was a genius. But the problem is that there's this perception that now physics is the realm of geniuses and no one can understand it. I'm decidedly not a genius. I am of average intelligence and yet I'm understanding this stuff and getting it. So the problem is that. I think it actually hurts education when people think you have to be a genius to get this stuff. Or you don't. You just have to work at it. But just like anything else, right? I mean, if, you're, if you want to be a good marksman, you have to work at it. If you want to be a, a good basketball player, you have to work at it. You have to practice and you have to just keep training yourself to do it. Um, but it is possible to learn this and to learn the concept without being some kind of Einstein. Uh, so I, I just want to try to get that across. That's my whole point of, of doing this is because maybe I can get across it. This stuff isn't actually that hard. You just have to work at it some. I think that's true of a lot of subjects, though. I mean, the problem physics has, along with other things, is in society it doesn't lead to reality TV, <laughs> large amounts of money, or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's most academic things, unless it leads to that. It's the same reason why we have issues producing STEM degrees. Right, yeah, that, that, that's true. But I, I do think, though, that if there's a perception that this is so hard for people to do, then a lot of people aren't going to want to do it. They're going to look for things they think are going to be within their realm. Because they look at other things, okay, it doesn't take a genius to be a reality show star. Yeah. Do you think uh, part of it is um, the people who are most in- interested in physics almost want it perceived as being I, harder? Yeah. Because I, it... Because it... Yeah. It makes them appear to be uh, to have attained something through their studies. I think that for a lot of people, there is that mm-hmm. uh, compulsion to be like, "Well, everyone's gonna look at me as smart because right? I tell them I do physics." Uh, that's not my compulsion. I, I have a compulsion to understand how things work uh, at the, at that basic level. I really, really like. I want to know, even when it hurts. I still want to know. Uh, I recognize that not everybody does, but I do find it fascinating. That's why I go on and on about it. But it's not because I think I'm smart. It's just because I find it fascinating. <laughs> right. The, um, I think part of it is that you know there's 
kind of two kinds of learners, right? There's the language-based learners and the mm-hmm. mathematics-based learners. And, um, you know, math can be hard. Math can be difficult to get into, you know. You know, for me... So can, so can anything. I, I don't think math is naturally hard. I just think we're taught that it's hard. And we're probably taught wrong. We're taught how to do it in a wrong way because it's just reinforced that you know all this stuff about how to teach it is reinforced over and over and it's really the wrong way to teach it because it makes it a lot harder and then when when it's difficult and i mentioned that quote last week where you know when in math and science if you do it if you look at it in a very difficult in, in the wrong way it just looks difficult and hard and icky but if you look at it in the right way it just becomes easy and trivial and almost funny so you have to sort of learn how to you have to get the right teacher to inspire you and have to have the right attitude when you're doing it so you have to be in the right mindset all this other stuff has to go in right but you can say the same thing about um, learning how to cook or learning how to uh, you know to learning how to work on cars I mean I didn't become a mechanic because at the time when I could have learned how to work on cars I was probably uh, I don't know um, jerking off or, or playing <laughs> computer games or something you can still learn how to work on cars I, I still could. I don't. I don't really care about that right, right now. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't have the passion for it. Right. But um, I wouldn't be opposed to learning. You know things. I mean, I know how. I know how an internal combustion engine works. Yeah. Fixing it could be another story. Yeah. But I think there's something you kind of talked about, like learning styles, and I think that plays a role too. And um, people learn in different ways. I mean, we went to the same high school, had many of the same classes, and you <laughs> embraced uh, different aspects of it than I did. I couldn't right. care less about math. Right. Yeah. Things yeah. interest me, but like I, I didn't get even get to the the level of math class I think that you got to. You right. know, because it just and then I took the minimum required to get through college as possible. So. Right. When I had um did you get this yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had a really great teacher in 11th grade. I had what was his name? It was uh physics class. Wojciechowski or something like that? No, it was the old guy. It was like his last year. Oh, I had the other guy. That's right. Yeah. So, well, what was his name? He was the best teacher. He was laid back, right? Principal really, Vagina? What's that? Yes. Principal Vagina. That's it. That's it. He had a really loose way, <laughs> get it, really loose way of, of teaching it. Mm. And um, and he wasn't so huge on memorization, right? It was the kind of class where you could get one sheet of notes mm-hmm. in the test, right? So you would write down all the formulas you would need for, you know, the unit and stuff like that, and you could use that as reference for your test. Um, so as long as you prepared for the test, the test was just solving another problem. Right. Yeah. You know, the way physicists solve problems, you know, the way computer if I, scientists solve problems. So If I were teaching, what I would do is I would mostly quiz on very simple things, and I would do hard problems with the class, like put it, you know, all right, let's solve this together. And have that experience with the kids of, I mean, some kids are just aren't going to listen. It's it's going to happen. But if you if you do that, if you're engaging with them and figuring out, you know, all right, what what do we, how do we solve this problem? And then go through it step by step. You do that a couple times. You treat the class like, you know, like it's it. And sometimes you do a lecture, but most of the time you do labs essentially, yeah. where you're working with the, them and like. Otherwise, you, uh, they just get frustrated and stop. Yes. Yeah. So. There also probably wasn't much homework in that class, and I was always I was the worst homework mm-hmm. person. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> Me too. How so, many of those reports did you get in between oh. saying that you hadn't done your homework? Oh man! Remember they used to send those things out. You used to have to try to get them out of the mail before your parents saw them. There was that. <laughs> there was that dream. There was times. There was times I was seriously in denial. Like like the project was due. Like the book report was due, and I hadn't read the book. And it's like due tomorrow. Like 
I'm like willing the report into existence type mm-hmm. thing, like you know, just stupid kid stuff, but you know, completely in denial or like like looking through my binder trying to will the report <laughs> into existence. And I'm like, I was so desperate, I kept doing it. I'm, I'm assuming you see the same thing with Allie that I see at home. Is my kids are actually much better about that than I am. Like my my daughter has a book report doing third days, and she starts it on the first day, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Annie, Granted, she's only fourth grade, but Annie's yeah. Annie's a bookworm, like, to the degree. Like, Dave was, I mean, you can talk about, but, like, she reads too much. Mm. Like, instead of doing other things, yeah. things she needs to be doing. And we have to punish her for reading. <laughs> because it, cause she will, like, put everything else aside. What, what other kids avoid to do video games, like, we find her in Stop her... Stop cl- reading and play your video games. Yeah, it, it sounds ridiculous, but, like, we find her, like, hiding in the closet reading books, mm. so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love so, when kids, like, totally... Turn your world upside down. <laughs> That's not the way things are supposed to work. But Dave's always been a huge reader too. Yeah. So uh, you know, there might be some epigenetics there or something that uh, that passed on to her. I think I'm like I'm very similar to you. I don't. Um, I'm not real big on any more um, academic learning. I consider myself a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. but really have no will to ever learn in a formal environment ever again. <laughs> yeah. So. In fact, my dream job would be to a, a park ranger so that I can, I enjoy teaching, mm-hmm. but I don't want to deal with everything that goes along with, like, institutional learning. Right, right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having to write papers and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, as long as you're learning new stuff every day, or trying to at mm-hmm. least, that, you know, that's the way to go about things. Because that, that means your brain is at least working in some sense. Yeah, most of the stuff I'm learning is in tech, right? Especially around, still my, learning. around my job and whatnot. Yeah. Like, well, but it is New Year's with but with the family, right? I talk with my one cousin, and she has some teenagers now, right? And you know, she fears what the internet means in the house, right? Like, is the middle daughter on texting at three in the morning? Who is she texting? Is she texting a, a you know a, a predator or something like that? So I, I start. I, I kind of just. I couldn't teach her everything in a yeah. casual conversation. I just kind of let her know some of the things that are available. Like you can get a Wi-Fi router that you can turn off the Wi-Fi at nine o'clock at night on a schedule, and then you could actually that router would generally let you have two different Wi-Fi names: one that only you and your husband have the password to, and you can use twenty-four-seven, and then the one the kids use, which turns off at nine o'clock. You know, there's things like that. We started talking about password management and LastPass a little bit, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. you know, like, oh my gosh." Heather was telling Wendy about password management yesterday a little bit about the stuff that That's I because I've reset her password about four billion yeah. times. The stuff that I make her do with LastPass, you know, and um, you know, Heather has come around, but she she doesn't. She lets everyone know that it. It's a pain in the ass until you actually get it. Like, until you're used to it and accept that this is the way you need to do things, it's going to be a pain in the ass. It's a little like the physics thing when I was trying to throw stuff at you and and you just got overwhelmed because I was throwing everything (laughs) at you. If you do that to somebody with computers, the same thing. Absolutely. But you're throwing eight different things at me at one time in ten minutes. I'm not going to... Yeah, I was just trying to, like, say, here's some things that exist, right? Got to think about password management and using reusing passwords. And then this whole Wi-Fi problem that you're talking about or worried about, you know, there's some solutions you can use there. And, you know. I think, can, yeah, last week, I think, in the Wall Street Journal, they just talked about some of those, like, uh, Wi-Fi nanny systems. Yeah, those are tough. Um, yeah, which I hadn't, I hadn't really seen any of those before. It was kind of new to me, but I, I definitely Because you're going to have, it's going to spread, like, viral knowledge. It'll be like the Anarchist Cookbook type yeah, stuff right. going around high school. Like, here's how you use Tor. Here's how you mm-hmm. use a proxy. 
and get past your parents' net. Yeah. Use a, basically use a VPN service to get out of your parents' network. But you got to figure that if your kids are doing that, then then they're probably going to go to the right place as opposed to going to the wrong. They, they could. There, but, there is an aspect of you have to just trust them. Yeah. It, it, actually, do the right well, what thing, if so. it's what if it's like the new Snapchat? Right, the new Snapchat gets past your parents' proxy. Right, it's it, you know, it could be this new social app thing mm-hmm. that gets you past the parents' proxy. Um, well, so you have to you have to look out for stuff, but you also have to be wary of not falling into the trap of this is the new thing that your kids are doing. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's something yeah. dumb that the kids aren't actually doing. Yeah. Live at six, yeah, exactly. What's yeah. going to destroy your family? So, I, I mean, I'm confident, right? Because yeah. in ten years, twenty years, I'm still going to be in this game. I'll know what the state of the art is um, for all the people who are just casual users. You know, it's gonna be, it's crazy. You know? Worst, I ran in, I ran into someone. Well, is my father in law who drove back with me from or drove here from Kansas, came out to visit, and things like, "Hey, let's hit the ATM." He's like, "The ATM?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know where you get the money out." He's like, "Oh, I don't use those." And I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Dad, where do you get money?" He's like, "I go to the bank." I was like, "People still go to banks?" Like, yeah. You know, and then he, he saw, he's like, oh, "I'm look need a new sheath for my knife." And I, I was like, "Hold on." So I pull up Amazon. He's like, "Is that the the Amazon thing people have been talking about?" And I was like, "Whoa, wow!" Yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, there's a—I I forget that there's a significant portion mm-hmm. of the population mm-hmm. that is yeah. in that aspect and really has no clue what they're using. I mean, I—I I know about that much, you know, right. enough to be dangerous and and kind of you know protect myself a little bit. But there's a large portion that have computers or don't have computers that have no idea what's going on. There's, but the people, or worse, the people that have computers that haven't updated them since Windows ninety-eight. They're online. Right. They're ripe. Picking for a billion different criminals. That Almost are, certainly, their computers are. We have open. mutual friends, older my parents' age. I won't say their name, who uh, refuse to use antivirus on their computer because you got to pay a yearly subscription for yeah. that. Now you don't need to run antivirus if you if you have good discipline. Yes, I don't but, have that much faith right. in humanity. Right. <laughs> so I mean, good discipline yeah. because there's really good. So you might think I'm never going to open an email from a scammer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then they use some really ingenious trick of social engineering where I think it's coming from Dave, and I open it, and I'm not saying I'm immune to. No, a really no, good no one is. But you're, you're immune to most of them. You're, yeah. you're not. You're not an easy fish. To spidey catch. sense goes off yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right? So you know, as long as you're spidey sense, like you have to be suspect of everything you see. Yeah. And then whitelist it to be like, okay, this isn't a scam. This isn't a scam. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you have to go at the internet is everything you see, you have to run it through. Is this a scam filter? Is it's this true. You have to be kind of cynical when it comes to the internet. Yeah. You, you mentioned you know these old people, but I forget what podcast it was. It might have been the Crack Podcast. We talked about how when some celebrities, when they get really famous, they also lose touch. Mm-hmm. They had this thing about how... Eminem was showing off his house, and he went into his room, and he had this huge, like, bunch of porno tapes. They're like, look, look, at, look at how much porno I have. And they were like, well, what about the internet? You can get, out, you can get off the internet. And he was like, what? What? So <laughs> you get to a certain amount of money, and all of a sudden you just yeah. you disconnect from the rest of the world. And I assume the same thing happens when you, when you get old. You just you, you can't take all this stuff that's happening, so you just disconnect. That'll be interesting, you know, when Max is of a, a advanced enough age that I can have this conversation with him, like hindsight, like you know, our struggles for access to porn, yours and mine, yeah, versus his access yeah. to porn. No, you have to go buy something and stack it in the back of the basement for him. <laughs> Otherwise, he won't have the joy that you yeah. had of finding right. that stack. Well, the best one. Why ever. was it always in the woods? What What was that about? Oh no, he. Well, he. 
originally had found another. Well, yeah, my dad had some Playboys hidden in the basement. <laughs> but no, the one that we found, where we found all those magazines in the woods. See, I wasn't with you that day, I don't think. Oh. I I remember you yeah. you were viewing the magazines well, of for course, sure. I mean. But yeah, okay, so I, I thought you were with us. But yeah, it was just, I think we told this story, but I'll be real brief. We're walking like down this wooded road down past my house. It's, we call it the S-Bends because it's a really curvy road. And on one side, it's up a hillside, up a mountain. On the other side, it's down a cliff almost. Like, you know, really steep, slide down the shale type thing. And um, we look down over the guardrail, and there's some papers down there. And as any 12-year-old boy would think, porn! <laughs> so we slide down the hill, and unbelievably, it's like 12 porn magazines, like, still in good shape. If you didn't know better, you'd think that that's where porn magazines come from. <laughs> like because on a bush? They, they, yeah, they like sprout <laughs> in the woods somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, but you also found a knife that day. Like, uh, was you? that the same day? So down there was that. It, bit, it was like a weird connection, always for me. Like a little, a little bit further okay. down, wasn't I like the same to cut myself on a jerk off. <laughs> there, there was that pull off where. Do you remember on the Spence where yeah. those sta- the cement stairs? Yeah, 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 Where the house used to be. The house was knocked down, right? Yeah. Some dude was hunting. Oh, there. okay. I thought okay. you. Oh, I always thought you found those together. So. No, no. Some dude was hunting there and left, and he there was a plastic bag mm. with like three Budweisers and a hunting knife in it, and um, score. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Budweiser's were pretty nasty, but... Uh, You're what? In cold. your teens? Who yeah. cares? <laughs> um, yeah, so those were separate. But yeah, the, the only thing I could ever figure about those magazines down over the hill... Now, this was, this was you know, like a, a teenager trying to figure out how they got there. And it was, <laughs> it was like, oh, some kid's mom found these and was so mad she was like drove off and just threw them out the window or something like that. That was kind of how I always justified it as a kid. <laughs> um, where, you know, today it's like she would have just thrown them out or yeah, something. Yeah. So I don't know how they got down over the hill. Maybe someone Maybe. was hunting there was like not... bags to look at while he was That would hunting. make it hunting work. There's like 12 of them. It was like a stack, a collection. And they were... I'm trying to remember how far backdated they were from when we found them. The other thing was it had like rained heavily the day before. So like they just <laughs> got thrown over the hill. Mm-hmm. Jeff's greatest day ever. Yeah. <laughs> For a 12-year-old boy in, uh, what, 90, 90, 89, 90? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heck Yeah. I knew where my dad's penthouse was because he had the the one where Vanessa Williams was in it, uh, and you know when I was, I managed to like buy a Playboy or two. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had those under my bed. I think I have an early memory, and I don't know how, but being in my parents' bed and like my dad like having the Playboys there and like showing like not showing me the porn part or <laughs> I don't know, but like showing me his Playboys. Hey, you gotta, you gotta teach the birds and the bees something. <laughs> I do, actually, I do think I saw some naked women that, then, but you know, it was like too young. It wasn't titillating. It was like, oh, Dad has a magazine with naked people in it. I mean, my mom had the book "Our Bodies Ourselves," which just had like <laughs> regular-looking women like looking at their vaginas and in mirrors. But I was, I was young enough for that. <laughs> That that's all you needed. <laughs> oh yeah, the Sears catalog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Our> section. <laughs> when you get, I mean, there was a Victoria's Secret catalog. Holy shit! Yeah, that was like a week. If you told that to a kid these days, they would think you were insane. Yeah, that, that was actually Kevin's shot going to point. Was like he had like the Sears, Sears catalog yeah. stuffed away under his bed. <laughs> hey, you know, he wasn't. It's... He didn't have the uh, resources that we had. To... <laughs> And then when we got the internet, I'd stay up late. Mm-hmm. Just like, what I would look for is I would look go to porn sites, 
and I would look for directory listings. I would try to find where the pictures were organized by directory, but then had, didn't have an index file. So you could just go click, click, you know, it would, start, it would be downloading so slow, like, okay, like, this picture's no good, go back, go right, to the next right. one. <laughs> I remember one time I was, yeah, I was doing the same thing, it was like a gopher server. Uh, and I was doing that, and then one was like called Deckfuck, and it started to come up, and I realized it was game like halfway through. Like, oh no! That was kind of my first. That was the first time when I had the I guess the gay panic. Right? When it was like, oh no, no! I just looked at something. Did I turn gay? Because you didn't know. You didn't know then. <laughs> my my most memorable one like that was there was uh, one called like AskCave.jpg, uh-huh. and it was this gaping with like piercings all around it, and like it was like whoa. <laughs> Uh, like heavy metal hanging off of it, and good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> nope, not for a little bit at least. Ah, oh, porn. porn. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting when you know I can have a beer with Max and we can talk about how he uh, discovered porn and. How he snuck it, you know, snuck it around his dad, who thought he knew he had thought he had the Wi-Fi locked down. <laughs> you mentioned uh, the serial, the serial podcast. Was there something about it? Um, oh, that it, well, just that it had started up again. Yeah. If you were, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not like it, it hasn't hit the zeitgeist yet because it's not this big, amazing crime drama yeah. that you feel involved in because yeah. it's back just being I mean it, what it was always intended was sort of just a kind of like a news magazine thing and just it happened to take off mm-hmm. I kind of think that they're in a good position because they can have that happen again they're placed for that to happen mm-hmm. again but they don't have to have that happen for them to right. it's, be it, successful from an NPR standpoint it's yeah. still been an interesting story like they say in the intro it's kind of like like a gigapixel type photo, right? You can zoom in and you get a whole different perspective in more detail. And you zoom in, it changes again, you know, that kind of thing. Where um, I haven't been asleep to say I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a story about uh, Bo, Bo Bergdahl Berg- Berg- and how he got captured by the Taliban. And, and it, it, they cover it from different points of view, whether he was a defector or a traitor or captured or POW type thing. And, um, I mean, we're only four episodes in, so I presume there's going to be, like, a whole bunch more of that, you know, zooming in, finding a whole new universe, zooming in, finding a whole new universe type thing, like they kind of alluded to, so. My only concern is how much information I'll have access to, since the majority of everything was done uh, by the federal government, so. I don't know how much, I haven't listened to it yet, so. Yeah, so. uh, I don't know how much has been unsealed, so. So, he was talking with the guy who did um, Zero Dark Thirty who wrote Zero Dark Thirty yeah. and whatnot, and uh, one other movie, but oh, uh, The Hurt Locker. And um, so he was t- guy was it was long conversations, casual conversations, and guy was just taking notes and recording everything. And at one point, it re- he realized that he knew Sarah Kenny from Serial and and asked her and Bo and so so like there are some of these recordings, you know, he's like eating cereal yeah. like during the recording and stuff because it was just for note taking so the audio is kind of messed up there you know but then you know Koenig has run with it and done her own journalism she's interviewed a lot of people in his squadron or uh, platoon yeah. whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then you know just just covering all the angles like it it it'll have, we have yet to see like 
how the balance of the coverage comes out. It's it's not all, you know, let Bo free Bo let yeah. him go. You know, they cover his platoon mates and whatnot that are pissed off at him. All the work they had to do. Yeah. You know, in a very dangerous place of the world and all that stuff. So um like you know, they they like were saying, you know, if we found him we might have shot him, you know, I think I was <laughs> that out so um I think it'll be interesting. It'll give an outsider's perspective. So right now, you typically get one of two sides. Either the um, the government didn't really weigh in on it itself, so you either get the view of guys who are serving who are like, you know, screw that guy, mm-hmm. or you get the other side. It's like that's really kind of anti-conflict there, anyways, and, and doesn't mm-hmm. think we should be there, and you know, kind of weighs in completely on the other side. So yeah, and the government is like. Uh they charged him now or something, so mm-hmm. it was kind of in limbo until the serial dropped, and now they're they're active again. Some of the the prosecutorial people think that he doesn't need any more prison time. I mean, he suffered enough. Then you know, there's other people that you know think he needs to spend take a stint next to Dave's house in Leavenworth. <laughs> yeah, um, no one's saying that he should be executed for deserting his post, except for Trump. But well, yeah, I mean, no one listens to him anyway, so. Yeah. Just everybody, so yeah. Now it'll, it, it should be interesting. I, I think it'll bring out some stuff that hasn't been brought out, at least into the common forum yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. What else do we have here? Oh, I want to talk about. Uh, I got this rant. So there's a there's a Twitter handle called Beer Talk, uh, the Beer Talk, and they do these question and answer things with Facebook too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he was doing the 24 hours of beer talk live. Okay. Started at midnight, went through till the next midnight over New Year's. Every half hour, a new beer question. And I, I started like, oh, this will be fun. There'll be some conversation generated from this thing. Well, first off, I mean, he's been doing these things for like two years and like no one pays attention to it. I've never heard of it before. This no year. one pays attention to it. <laughs> Seems like on Facebook, on his Facebook page, he gets more replies than he does on Twitter, but still not a ton. But he's always doing this 24 hours of beer talk live. And for the whole 24 hours, not a single tweet other than the questions that came out every half hour on the dot. Yeah. He queued up like 56 scheduled tweets. Like the questions weren't reactive to previous questions answers. Yeah. There was no commentary or discussion from this guy. And I'm like, what did I get suckered into? <laughs> and, and I'm wonder, like, now I'm starting to wonder, is this dude... Somehow making cash, trying to trying to to bolster this account like the history and pictures accounts do, because mm-hmm. the history and pictures accounts they rerun things, they put up fake stuff, they make you know stuff that maybe not intentionally put up fake stuff, but stuff that's like a joke. They might yeah. grab it, and it's just so they can have a ton of listeners, so they can get money off promoted tweets and things like that. And um, I'm wondering if this is like not a genuine thing and if it's just about trying to build an audience because he's he's not playing you know i i answered all these questions you know 24 hours of tweets and no one's behind the wheel driving this thing <laughs> and so i was like trying i started con- had a conversation with some of the people that were playing along too i'm like don't you think it's kind of weird that uh you know sure i don't expect him to be up for 24 hours straight on twitter but it's been 13 hours and uh and he's not here. It's yeah. just a scheduled tweet every half hour. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> well, it's live as, as far as Twitter's concerned. Yeah, yeah, live. So you, you uh, fell for the experiments. So. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I. 
And then some of the questions are real. Oh, some of the questions are great. Let me, let me, uh, Greg, you can talk about something when I pull them up. I want to go over something. What about the um, Emperor Palpatine surgical reconstruction set? (laughs) (laughs) You should play a little clip for for that. Like, the first, like, 10 seconds of the video, like, Uh just, I think it really summarizes the. Which part? Pipe it in for, of the beginning. I mean, just the very beginning seemed to, um, kind of. Hit the absurd switch right away and, <laughs> and kind of get the point across. Well, they're, it's Red Letter Media. You guys did like the Plinket reviews and stuff. They're doing a, a parody of clickbait <clears throat> videos where, like, these are the 10 things you didn't know about Darth Vader's armor. Mm, okay. Darth Vader's armor, serial number E 3778Q 1. Wait, it has a serial number? Yeah. Was designed to maintain and protect the young Sith apprentice's charred body while exuding an air of intimidation and control. His suit followed an ancient Sith tradition in which the warriors of the dark side of the Force would adorn themselves in heavy armor. The suit's construction incorporates. Etc., etc. It goes on from there. But um, it gets really funny when it gets into like the weird detail stuff that like he has, a, he has one glove under his <laughs> it's a gauntlet under his hand that's made of some fiber dura steel weave and you look at the him like in the movie and it's just it's clearly like a leather glove <laughs> 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 it's very um i mean because i mean the original character was just some dude in a in a, in a cape with with a like a a spacesuit on, and that's what it was supposed to be. It was never supposed to be this big, intimidating thing mm-hmm. until George right. Lucas, you know, summarily decided all the weird stuff that he. I don't know. Oh God, the whole George Lucas thing bugs me. <laughs> Just George Lucas himself bugs me. Yep. All right. So can I get back to beer talk live? Yes. Is that okay. All right. So starts out strong. Question one: What was the most memorable beer you had in 2015? All right, no problem. Number two. Oh, he starts to punch down already. So he's, uh, what's the beer that disappointed you this year? Maybe it was good, but didn't live up to the hype. So right now he's already calling out, yeah, some people call out bad beers. Right. Uh, then, <laughs> here, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. I was laughing when you were writing. You're like, I refuse to answer that. <laughs> what beer refuse? Let's see, what was the best beer I had this year? a good question i don't know i don't know if i have an answer to that one one of the questions was what's the first beer you're going to have in 2015 of um i'm surprised there are no star wars beers out there now i mean you think I, actually i just saw one uh, okay. oh no 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 they have to be coming I so assume. i saw a stormtrooper kind of roughly stormtrooper by a small enough brewery uh, I was thinking no uh, space.com just showed some kind of Vulcan beer or something so it was mm. Star Trek they're talking about having a 50th anniversary so I can see they'd come out with some do you think part of that could be the fact that getting the approval for everything before they can release anything if Disney can certainly get yeah. approval for things well I guess I wasn't sure if Disney would want to asso- them themselves would want to associate them yeah, with Disney's with, with beer why People get crazy. You you talk about crazy people all the time. No, I, yes. And, people, well, that's the thing. People get crazy. So yeah. why are you bothering to worry about the crazy? people? Because Disney's a, a giant business. It needs to be a wholesome and it, and yeah. family. And there's they two. don't. I mean, because plenty of stuff. You know, they make R-rated movies. It's not like the only thing they make. Yeah, is. but it never has a Disney thing attached to it. 
Star Wars doesn't actually have Disney attached to it, neither does Marvel. Yeah, that's true. Okay, question 20. Which brewery should consider redesigning their logo and or labels? Again, (laughs) let's call out the shitty. Um, That was... Uh, Will you ever open a rare or expensive bottle of beer for no reason other than you want to drink it? What other reason would you open it? (laughs) (laughs) To just tease myself. And then I pour it down the drain. Question 27. Off topic, what's your favorite sports team? He only has to come up with 50 questions. Yeah. And, and he can't, he can't come up with... Actually, like, question number six was an off topic one as well. Um, like, he had one, like, right off the bat, like, already, like, off topic. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Some, some of these questions were, were just poorly worded. Uh, in 2016, I resolved to blank, or um, <laughs> I do resolve as much blank. as I'm. In, so here's one, you know. So he's talking to all kinds of people, casual beer drinkers, but none of them are as geeky as I am. As much as I am into craft beer, I'm into blank as much, uh, uh, just as much, or if not a little more. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating. A- answering robots on Twitter. Um, <laughs> forgive me, beer talk, for I have sinned. In 2015, I have blank. Taking the Lord thy God in name, vain. Uh, so I don't know what kind of thing I fell into. <laughs> it, it's an, is it a real confessional or is it like... <laughs> he, he forgot to put his scam meter on. <laughs> I don't know what kind of bullshit I, I participated in. I was severely disappointed. And he has only uh, tweeted once since, uh, since the thing. And it's just kind of... He probably thought he was being clever with tweets like that. It's yeah. a, a reference to Catholicism. I should I should put up like twenty four hours of scheduled tweets just calling him a dick face. <laughs> <laughs> At least you did stop following the water guy. <laughs> I did stop following the water guy because all he was doing was promoting Fuji water. Right. Yeah. His I guess the nine oh two and nine oh H two O fall fell through. Well, he so. still has it, but Fuji. It's not. I mean, he probably has like Fuji water or Fiji water. Fiji, Fiji. Fiji. Okay, he probably sorry. has has uh, like crates of it under under his house, and he can't get rid of it. So <laughs> it's like, all right, well, that, that's. I just a, read an article about the the family that owns that. They're okay. the same ones they own all like the majority of like the almond and pistachio groves in California. It's, it was kind of like a weird, yeah, a weird thing. And it was they were also taking tons of heat because apparently there's very little potable water on Fiji. <laughs> so like the majority of the population had like no clean water, and they're also oh, the water. They're actually from Fiji, and they were bottling it and shipping it to the states. That's amazing. I didn't know the yes. water was actually I, from Fiji. I didn't. I, I doubted it myself actually until I read the article. So, <laughs> is it like a blend that they have like three percent of it is actually Fiji it's, water? It's, I don't know. Actually, I think they bottle from it con- there. But. Well, they concentrate it on the yeah. island, yes. and then they like, like they, 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 it. they dehydrate the water, ship it. <laughs> just concentrate it a little bit, so they're they're boiling off potable water. But like they they took so much heat that they had to like start building clean water facilities on the island because it was, yeah, huh? Didn't know that. Yeah, Martin Reese can suck it. Yeah, there, there's water is not just water. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's kind of. <laughs> There's only so much you can do with yeah. water, so. I mean, I get what he's saying, but also it's a really shitty way to say it. Yeah. It's it's hard to be pithy about water. Yeah. I mean, what he's saying is there's more to water than just water. Right. There's more to water than just plain old H2O. Sure. There's dissolved solids. 
<laughs> well, that's that's the other thing that drove me nuts about him is he would always just say TDS, 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 TDS. Yeah. Different kinds of TDS, right? He, he had like no knowledge. All you know, it was just you could kind of see how shallow his knowledge in the chemistry actually was. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to see if he knows what detergent does. I bet he doesn't. Yeah, but I mean, you, I, I just, I gave him the benefit of the doubt when I first heard about this water sommelier, right? I mean, I figured he would have this encyclopedic knowledge. He would know, like, all kinds of chemistry and explain, like, why these different pairings work. Maybe he still has the palate and, you know, can taste and do pairings like that. But it just seems like he found his gig and he's just riding it out, you know, just yeah. trying to... Pump. He's selling. He's pumping. He's pumping. He's yeah, pumping. He's, yeah. he's just trying to pump it up his brand. It works. If he's getting. I mean, yeah, he's basically a water consultant. And when you're a consultant, you yeah. sell and yourself. He's, and he's doing woo woo nonsense stuff. I mean, at least that's what I feel. I mean, he's, he's two or three steps removed from like that crystal tachyon shit that we did. <laughs> right? Yeah. A tachyon machine that makes. Uh... Oh god. <laughs> That was some crazy bullshit. Crazy bullshit. So should we move on to the show? I think we should go on and drink some beers. Drink some beers. All right. 